Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show, the HHW Show podcast presented by the CMG Sports Central. You can also catch us on our website, hhwshow.com. I'm with Heck V, and big shout out to our boy Frank. We mm-hmm. miss you. Hope all is well, and we can't wait until you come back to the show. Uh, but speaking about the show, the bunch of comebacks, we have Randy Orton and CM Punk coming back on Raw. And of course, uh, the breaking news and everything else, everything was lit on social media. The return of CM Punk and Survivor Series. And the the best shape that I could say is Randy Orton. Um, man, that dude, he looks stocked. Yes, he does. I mean, that. Whatever he was doing during his time off, I mean, it's working well for him because he looks better than he has 20 years ago when he first came. I mean, this guy looks rock solid. Absolutely rock solid indeed. And, man, he did not miss a beat with his RKO. Or shall mm-hmm. I say the famous three letters of wrestling, professional wrestling promotions of all time, <laughs> RKO. Oh, yeah. wow, man. Wow. That's all I got to say. Uh, but well, let's break that down, man, because we got that. Plus, we also have um, Randy Orton and Jay Uso meeting face to face. Also, Randy Orton face to face with Rhea Ripley. And then we also got to discuss a potential uh, upset that could happen in the tag team division. All right. And of course, we'll end it with. Um, the question that I want to share with everyone as who are the two deserving people better than Drew McIntyre for the world heavyweight championship. Okay. And we'll start off with CM Punk who came back, uh, for almost nearly 10 years from the W something that I've never thought that he would return. But, but, there has to be a but in there, okay? I could probably understand why he returned, okay? And that specific person is no other than Dix McMahon. Since he's not running the show anymore, and most of the rights were already sold to another company, the TKO production or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I think that gave momentum for people to now come back, those that stepped away, because... They didn't want to deal with Vince McMahon and so-called this dumbest idea for storylines and stuff like that. Finally, I think that uh, that's out the window. You know, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. But sometimes I feel like it could be a two-way street. You know, you had to, you know, participate in in the the divorce, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you can't tell me that these superstars who include CM Punk were all innocent on why they left. They probably right. had a part in it too. You know, whether they antagonized it or they just let it, you know, for Vince McMahon to act the way that whatever the case may be. Right. Both parties had to be wrong somehow. It's always a two-way street, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but being back and a, a lot of video coverage or cell phone cover, so I say, was on all over Twitter about how Seth Rollins' reaction was seeing Punk coming back, right? And uh, smart remarks that Rhea Ripley said uh, towards Randy Orton about 
him like you know somebody else up the game right in, yeah. in that sense but for seeing punk to return um he had a strong message really uh for just a few minutes on camera time which i was a little disappointed i really was because look i do watch and if Monday night football every Monday night, at least. Right. But the game was boring, right? Yeah. Vikings and the bears, they were boring. Right. And I was like, nah, I'm watching Monday night raw tonight. And I watched and I watched, and then I'm expecting seeing punk to come out while Seth Rollins is in the ring. And that didn't happen. And I said to myself, okay, I am watching another AEW segment with just CM Punk. That was just exactly what happened. He came on, said what he had to say, and then of course WWE signed out. That was it. And I was like, really? Like, and I get it. You don't want to put everything, front load everything, and then at the end, you know, it's going to get sour. So it left me with a bad taste like, man, I should have just recorded it and watched it the next day right so i lost some sleep and that's okay but it was worth it because it was cm punk if it was hulk hogan i don't care if it was stone cold i don't care if it was the rock maybe i'll stay because that's that stuff is real funny right um but there's just some things that he said that i would like to address with you hector mm -hmm. right? and he said everyone has welcomed me in open arms Almost everyone. Now, you and I know that he's talking about Seth freaking Rollins. Right. Uh, but some people are afraid. Now, that's a key word because he said that repeatedly, afraid. All right. What do you think he meant about being afraid? I don't think he meant that in a literal sense. I, I think he's maybe referring to the fact that some of these superstars who are on top right now, like the mm -hmm. Seth Rollins, like the Roman Reigns, who are taking over being the face of the business that they're worried that CM Punk is now back and he's going to take that back. He's going to be the face of the WWE. He's going to take the reins and he's going to, he's going to take the ball and run with it. He's going to be the top dog on, you know, on raw and even maybe SmackDown, whatever the case may be, because he, he was able to do it when he was there before he spoke it real. I mean, he told the truth. A lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people did like that. Sometimes we couldn't tell what was real and what was story with him. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now people are worried that he's going to overshadow everybody and everything and become the face of the WWE. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, why, why should you be afraid? Why there should be fear? You know, I don't understand because um, you have a job. Right. Mm -hmm. And at any given mm -hmm. moment, somebody else could take the reins. Right. It's like next man stand uh, next man up type deal. Right. And another superstar comes. Remember, everything's contract. Like everyone gets a contract. There's not a guarantee of anything. Right. You're yeah. getting paid. You got so many time with the company, whatever. You got to do the best you can. And when you have that opportunity, you got to take it. Most superstars, even the past, say the same thing over and over again. When it's your time, you got to bring it. Like yeah. The Rock says, team, bring it, right? 
And if you can't bring it, if you can't handle it, then I guess you don't belong there. Yeah, Not you're even. right. I mean, no, you're absolutely right. You know, with any job, if you're doing, mm-hmm. if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing at the level that you're at, then you should not be worried about the one, the the, the new face that's coming in or the old mm-hmm. face that's returning. Sometimes we get to that point. I know I've dealt with that, you know, in my previous jobs. You know, you have somebody leave, and then they come back, and all of a sudden they just take over. They 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 just like never lost a, a step. They just picked right. up right where they left off at. And mm-hmm. that could be discouraging. I mean, Seth Rollins is the face of Raw. Roman Reigns is the face of SmackDown. They're both the champions. But here mm-hmm. comes an old face with a new generation. It could be a little intimidating. Like, look, I mean, why are you back? Why are you here? Are you trying to take the spotlight away from me? I, well, I'm glad that you said that. You're trying to take the spotlight away? Well, is your game right? Because if your game is right, you shouldn't be yeah. afraid of anyone taking your spotlight. Right, right. And and if for right. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, they're 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 in. They're glued. They're 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 the it factor. There's no one really gonna take that spotlight away. I mean, look how many times Seth Rollins changed his character and still there. Yeah, I mean, that's phenomenal. You see Roman Reigns grow to where he is now. No one ever saw that coming because people doubted Roman Reigns, right? So no one's taking that. However, I do see that these consecutive days of championship is going to come to a near end soon because CM Punk is back. Because if you're not matching the same quality, I mean, look what he did. Uh, There's news about they broke records of the most viewed Survivor Series. The, the internet blew up for all these clips of the return of CM Punk. CM Punk is the man. And if you want to, and a lot of people want to uh, say, well, who should be a Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling? I'm sorry to tell you, but the number one person that should be there is CM Punk because there is no one else. And you could argue with me, debate with me, oh, The Rock, Stone Cold, whatever. No one has the biggest pop and sports entertainment than CM Punk. Over 23 million viewers? Come on. There's nobody top that. I'm sorry. It's surprising you're saying that, seeing how a couple of shows ago you're saying that John Cena is the GOAT, the greatest of all time, you know. Well, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. We're talking about a different category here, right? Uh, Because... We could compare CM Punk and John Cena. And, of course, they they met and that controversy with champion versus champion. Remember how CM Punk walked away with the title and everything, you know. But when the reason why John Cena doesn't get that pop is because they already broadcast John Cena. Oh, he's going to be here in two weeks. Oh, he's going to be here at this time. So there's never a surprise to see John Cena come back compared to who thought who knew that CM Punk was coming. Nobody said that. Everyone will always say CM Punk because they're in Chicago. Right? You're always going to get those chants every single time. Now this time it happened. You know? So, again, nobody knew. And I don't care how many people, how many Packers say, oh, we knew because of this and that. Triple H put that squad to the end. It's like, look, this was developed short. 
sweet, whatever. It was the right time. Bam. I believe that 100% than listening to the other so-called journalists to say, oh, well, the rumors this and that. Stop. You didn't hear it. You just made that up because, again, that is just a rumor, right? But seeing Punk has to be the guy that face in there. I mean, you know, I, I would disagree, but I do say that he is top 10 of all time, the greatest you know, in-ring performer, and we're talking about every aspect of what it takes to be a superstar. Okay. Because, you know, he he knew how to do it in a way that you're going to either love him or hate him, just like they did John Cena. But John Cena was, for the most of his career, was a face more than a heel. CM Punk can sway it back and forward on the drop of a dime. Right. And, you know, that's what made him so popular. And I get it. Because to me, he was the only superstar for me as a fan, that can confuse me whether is this a story or is this for real. Now, when you start cutting off mics and you start getting people from backstage coming down into the ring, then, okay, CM Punk is telling us something that mm-hmm. we shouldn't want, this, we shouldn't know, but he feels we deserve to know the politics behind closed doors, behind mm-hmm. the curtains. That but is it, it politics or is it all everything part of the show? Well, I feel like a lot of it could be the politics that we hear so many past superstars tell us on podcasts years later. Mm-hmm. He's just telling us now. Mm. And, and he's trying to mix it into a storyline to make us believe that it's just all a storyline. But if it is a storyline, then why was he gone for so long and waited till now to come back? To, to, but, to okay, so let me ask you this. If Vince McMahon was still be in production, would he have come back to WWE? No. I don't mm. think so. It's something that's personal more than business related that Triple H is as Triple H is able to control the situation and sit him down and say this is what it is now. This is what we need to be doing moving forward. Are you on board with it? Cuz if not then there's no room for toxicity in my business. Absolutely. Because I have sure because that's I, what they talked about. Right, because I have my mm. superstars in place right now. I so, don't need you, but being you being here is going to help make things better. Yeah. And I think he's going to make the others better as well. Rather, he wins some matches, lose some matches. It doesn't matter because at the end, it's all about the mic. Can you step up on the mic against CM Punk? And I like that. I like it. This is the same as John Cena versus The Rock. Oh, he put Mike the rock. versus Mike, you know, but that's the, the 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 rivalry, and I could see CM Punk and Seth Rollins having that rivalry. So nobody can match CM Punk on that mic, not even John Cena. As great as John Cena is and was on that mic, because he embarrassed the Rock. Mm-hmm. CM Punk even embarrassed the Rock. I'm sorry, CM Punk to me is the better is is the best mic skilled superstar there is out there, and. And until someone else proved me otherwise, he is the best, better than John Cena. Okay. So I'm glad you mentioned about something about being real or not real, the differentiating stuff. But seeing Puck this say in his small speeches, I got to be me. Okay. I got to be me. And pretty much he's going to be himself true, not only with him, but for everyone else to see. But he's also said, I'm scared how true it is, okay? 
scared how true it is. And he finally said, I'm home. What do you think that meant? Yeah, I like the fact that he's being him. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times in life, people pretend to be something that they're not or be someone they're not because of the crowd that they're hanging around with, the people that they affiliate themselves with. Right. And he's telling me, he's telling all of us, I believe, that no matter who I who I who I associate myself with, who I'm surrounded by, I am still going to be the same person you know for so many years ago. And it could be a scary thing. It could be his downfall. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that will elevate him. And maybe, but maybe it's scaring him because it's an eye opener. And you know what comes around goes around, and who knows, he may get a. A dose of his own medicine later on in life with <laughs> with, with this newer generation. I Things don't know. Change. I think he already got his dose of medicine when he was while AEW and uh, the fallout that things happened over there. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to see what's going to happen in the near future with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. If there's anything, rumors speculating that he will have his rivalry with, uh, with Seth Rollins and then after that to jump on to Roman Reigns. I don't know how much of that is true, but if there's anything that I saw uh, within the last couple of weeks is I believe that Cody Rhodes might have another opportunity to cross over and chase Roman Reigns uh, because of him going to SmackDown and trying to help LA Knight. That's one thing. Um, But let's move on because another, another factor here, it was Mark Henry has said something on his podcast. He said, the ones the ones that are like, oh, wait, I'm sorry, hold on. The ones that are like, oh, I'm going to retire if this person comes back. The ones who say, if he's here, I don't want to be here. Take your ass home then because the business is going to roll and roll and roll with or without you. Mark Henry on Busted Open Radio. And that's a takeaway on this because it doesn't matter. You're in the business and in the business. And this is what CM Punk said at the very end was, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And in life, it's all about making money. You know, as you go along, you're going to meet people. You will get along with others. You may not get along with anybody else, but the ones that you don't get along with, you still got to work with that person. And you have to deal with it because at the end of the day, that person you're working with, he's not he's not paying, he or she is not paying you. Your boss is paying you. And that's business. You still got to get the job done. Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, I deal with that right now, my job myself. You don't have to like me. I don't have to like you, but we both have a job that we got to get done within the eight hours that we have to do it as a team. We have to come to some kind of agreement to get this done so we can both go home at the end of the day to do it all over again the next day. And whether there's personal issues there or not, we have to put that to a side because you're right. I'm not there to get paid to make friends. I'm there to get paid to do a job. And we have to come to some kind of agreement. And I believe that's what's going to have to happen between CM Punk and Seth Rollins and even maybe Roman Reigns because I know Roman had a few choice words himself. Right. And before and that's any probably why people assumed rumors that he's gonna be targeting the top two stars in the industry. 
But I believe, you know, your management should sit everybody down in the room and let's get the elephant out of the out of the bag here. Let's address. I think the it's elephant already room. done. I think it's already done. You're just not going to put. You're not just going to take someone and not say nothing to nobody, and then boom, everybody knew the backstage that CM Punk was there. I I, I don't want to believe that. Oh, I didn't know, and blah 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 blah, and then the reactions they got. I think that I, that's all planned. I listen. I I love script and everything, but I think that bottom line is they knew, they knew that was gonna happen. To you me, know? and they, and there's a secrecy that you have to keep. I'm not saying like they knew weeks and three, four month, months ago or five months. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that on that day and everything, something had to happen, or the day before, look, come in. This is what's going on. We're gonna go with it, roll with the punches, boom. There you go. You know uh, what I mean? It's hard for me to believe that because when you got Michael Cole, who's an announcer, holding back Seth Rollins, to yeah, me that, that, I, I, that, I, I, I that, saw that. I that did, I saw that. Scripted. that. And Randy mm -hmm. Orton sitting in the ring, he was laughing with Jay Uso going like this, mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley going like this. To me, it's just still like there was just animosity. And they didn't even have no beef with CM Punk. No. Why not. Why? Why did Drew McIntyre have to leave all of a sudden abruptly before his music started playing? Mm. It's 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 something that with, with CM Punk that he's rubbing people the wrong way by being as real as he is. Well, Drew McIntyre went on Sunday night and to explain that he was upset because of the fact that he wanted a world heavyweight championship. And he repeated himself on Monday Night Raw. Uh, but we'll get to Drew momentarily. Uh, but moving on here, we saw Randy Orton confronting. Well, Jay Uso went up to Randy Orton. And I love this part because the takeaway is this, right? Is that Jay Uso made that first move towards Randy Orton. And pretty much in paraphrasing, yo, you still got beef with me? I'm no longer with the bloodline. The yada yada yada, and Randy Orton responded, "Well, look, Cody Rose took you, right?" And I I saw what was happening since I left. I know what's going on. You're good, pretty much, okay. But then I say to myself, "Man, you just don't trust Randy. I never will trust Randy because one minute you're good, the next thing you know you're RKO'd." <laughs> You, but I think he was very, very sincere as to he's good. You're right. It is hard to trust Randy because he's the Viper, the apex predator. He can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. He also said that he's going to get every member of the bloodline. Everybody. When he emphasized the word everybody, I have to believe Jay is still part of that. Mm -hmm. Because... Randy Orton, it makes you want to believe two different things. One, that, hey, in life, you can be forgiven because if I was a certain way and now it's happening to me, karma came back and it hit me, then, mm -hmm. yes, I can see it to where I could forgive you. However, the old side of him, I can't trust nobody and I'm going to get my revenge. So what if I did it to everybody? You can't do it to me. I'm going to come back and get you. So he's showing us two different perspectives, but I want to believe that he is going to forgive him because he's older and wiser. You right. see, he is I, now, he's now a leader 
of the locker room now that he's back because of his tenure there, his seniority. Yeah. So you I like how believe, you put that. I, li- so I like how so you put that. You want to believe that, mm-hmm. but Jay is 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 scared because he's wondering when is that RKO gonna come? Oh yeet. Yeet. <laughs> and yeet happened with an interruption here with Randy Orton <laughs> and Rhea Ripley. And he goes and says, mommy this, mommy that. Guess what, Rhea? Daddy's back. And there's a little bit that I've seen that Randy Orton almost broke character because the people are responding, oh, uh, who's, who's your, your daddy? daddy, right? And I was thinking about back then the rivalry with the Red Sox and the Yankees when the Yankee fans used to say that to Pedro Martinez, right? Who's your daddy, right? Yeah. Um, and I, but anyways, I I started laughing, and then like he tried to say something, and then the crowd reacted again, right? And he had to pause and re-say his lines again, you know, mm-hmm. even though he said a little bit different. But nobody tells Randy Orton what to do, and that is the truth. He don't take commands from no one, and that started when he got betrayed by the evolution. Yeah, definitely. After he won that top, that championship title, he got mm-hmm. he got betrayed. You're right. Yeah, Triple H betrayed him with Bautista and Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do believe, and, and again, I know I'm jumping ship, but I do believe somehow, some way, um, that seeing Punk and that Roman Reigns, it's just I don't see that's going to happen. If not, it's Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns because he's after the bloodline. But he has to finish his job now with the Judgment Day. That's going to be hard to deal with one faction, knowing that you have it out for another faction. But if anybody can do it, it's Randy because of his his wisdom, his seniority there. Mm-hmm. He's going to make, I, I believe with his presence alone, he's going to make Judgment Day look good. I well, let me so. ask you this. Will will he have a faction? <laughs> Randy Orton don't need that faction like he did back then. Mm. Because I he still- <laughs> I feel like he he was being carried. And then when he went off and made his own little faction with Cody Rhodes. Yes. And DiBiase. And, and yes. the Jr. Yeah. Yes. But now he doesn't need it. He can do things on his own. You have to be careful with the apex predator, no matter who you are or who you associate yourself with. Mm-hmm. And if anybody can handle two factions at one time, it could be him because he know what it's like to be part of a faction and what it is to do damage. So, well, he needs to be careful because the, the one thing we don't want is him being absent for a long period of time. You know, if he, if he goes out again, that's it. His career is over. with. <laughs> It might be that he may be become the 15th time world champion. That I would like to see. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am down for you that. know what else I like to see is a new tag team champion, and that's no other than these guys right here, the Creed brothers. Uh Julius Creed and Brutus Creed went through a uh what's that called? The gauntlet uh, match. Well, they don't call it a gauntlet gauntlet turmoil, whatever. Yeah, it was a turmoil match. There you go. And I think they leave the gauntlet match for singles competition. 
Yeah. And they called turmoil for the tag team. But regardless, they are now the new number one contenders and they will face Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor for the tag team titles. And I got to say, man, these guys are representing. And uh, I think Julius Creed came from the University of Duke, who was one of the former uh, wrestling champions there uh, in NCAA. And then Brutus Creed moving up in the NXT. They partner off and they, they hit it right. And now they have their side uh, kick, uh, Ivy Nile, who's also a wrestler who's stepping back being a manager. But I kind of like this because maybe we could see Ivy Nile versus Rhea Ripley. That'd be good. That'd be a good I match. think so. I think so. Or maybe before, watch this, before they get into a match that uh, the title match, then we might see the Creed and Ivy Nile together and then mixed tag team versus Judgment Day. Possible. I would like that. If you're going to go after the tag team titles, you got to ease into this. You, mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, I believe that Randy Orton could be the X factor in everything. If or, you or you forgot one person. And that one person that we did not see was Sami Zayn. Hmm. Sami Zayn still don't want the Judgment Day to exist. Yeah, they won war games. But Sami Zayn does not want a repeat of the bloodline on Monday Night Raw. And he will do anything to eliminate Judgment Day. And the only way you do that, you got to take something away from Judgment Day. Oh, you definitely got to take those titles away from Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. In order, in order for them to start falling apart, or there see be a, a a crack in the foundation, right. Dom is going to have to lose the belt and the tag. Oh, team that's belt. already coming up. You know, he's going to go so, on yeah. NXT next week and lose to Wesley. Yes, Rhea, Rhea is going to have to find herself standing alone with the women's championship to know that the fall of the Judgment Day is coming. But Will I don't she be blamed for all this that's happening because I feel like she's going to be the target. She's going to be the one to be blamed. If she's the last one standing with a title, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could be. Well, Nia Jax is still trying to get her way with her. Um, she beat uh Zoe Stark. Who knows if Shayna Baszler is gonna go after Nia Jax again? Mm -hmm. But they still want that title shot against Rhea Ripley. And I think it's coming soon. I really do. Uh, but let's move on to the next one because a former partner of the Judgment Day is no other than Drew McIntyre. And uh, he stepped up in front of Seth Rollins trying to get another uh, title opportunity. Now, I think he's going to skip the line after next week because Seth Rollins announced that there are two people more deserving a title shot than Drew McIntyre, and he named one of them, and that is Jay Uso. So I'm asking you is, who do you think was the second person, the second deserving person for that title? Well, I think it's the one that everybody was surprised that came back, our truth Are you serious? <laughs> I just thought I'd break the little monotony here. Oh. Serious. <laughs> hey, Triple H said, Triple H even said in the, in the post-game interview that, hey, Everybody was surprised with the big return of our truth. Nah, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I, 
I, I but you know what? What killed me more was when R2 went in the Judgment Day area, munching and dirtying the whole entire sofa. Like how? Like you could picture somebody be like, "Yo, why are you up in here with your feet on my couch, eating?" <laughs> like there's a table over there. You know what I mean? Had that he had that jelly roll all over him, that jelly donut all over him. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I I think I think he may be talking about Cody Rhodes because he's he's lost three times to Cody since Cody's been back. And so and why why not try to prove himself? Him. I won't say he deserves it. I think he respects him because he was honest enough to step up to him, ask him, listen, for one day, can you not? Be my enemy. Can one day we get along and handle our business? Okay. Now he did. Seth Rollins did check him at War Games, right? And then finally, Randy Orton came out. And I think because of that, and having a talk with uh, Adam Pierce, I agree with you. I really think that he was talking about um, Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes, the top two, because he already gave Sami Zayn a chance. And Sami Zayn lost. Who are the other two? Well, the only two that Seth Rollins ever interacted was Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to go over there to Judgment Day and say, hey, Demian Priest, you don't want a shot on my title? I don't think that's going to happen. No. And Damian better be careful with that briefcase because now that Randy's back, he's going to interrupt a lot of stuff. Oh. Well, I mean... Listen, there's no beef with Damian Priest and Finn Balor have no beef with Randy Orton, right? And why why did, what was the point of Rhea Ripley wanting to engage with Randy Orton, knowing Randy Orton's reputation, right? Why would you? Why would you cross that line? Like, there's just some, it's always saying not, not all money is good money. That's not good money. You should have just left it alone. She's Randy Orton was content. He just did somebody a favor. He had no beef with nobody. He's happy to come back, and she ruined it. Yeah, she should have just left. Let it be that he wants to go after the bloodline. Let mm-hmm. it be. Don't Let start. Be. Don't don't start. None won't be none. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but she don't know what she's getting herself. She's going to get herself oh. on RKO, just like Nia Jax did. Mm. Oh yeah, I remember that Royal Rumble. RKO yes. don't discriminate. <laughs> she got the RKOs. She got the six one nine. She got. I think didn't Dolph Ziggler do something with the kick? I think so. I yeah, think I he think was there. He, he hit the super. He hit a super kick on. Yeah, her, yeah. there was like so many signature moves that are, at the end was the RKOs. It was well, brilliant. Even Beth Phoenix got the RKO. I'm telling you, yeah, she so, is next. Yeah. Real Rippy will get one. And the Royal Rumble is coming up. She She says she is mommy, right? She's going to be mommy enough to get into that ring? Yeah. Just saying. If she does, she's going to get the three letters. Right? Yeah. Um, But (laughs) what... (laughs) Talking about deserving. This is deserving. And that is Jey Uso. Main event Jey Uso will take on Seth freaking Rollins next Monday Night Raw for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, my gut tells me that this match is not going to end well for either of them, especially after Drew McIntyre assaulted Seth Rollins. Um, but however, Drew McIntyre does have a match with Sami Zayn. Um, and Sami Zayn was being real. 
Yeah. Right? Stop being a oh, I would have said things probably a little bit different. Um, but he's being a punk about it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, look, everything was says best, and you just got to continue moving forward. You can't rely on the past. If you lie on the past, you're never going to succeed. Sami Zayn okay. had, had a great point. He mm-hmm. nailed it because he related himself into the situation. And Drew McIntyre did not want to take responsibility. He didn't right. want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm not trying to defend Drew McIntyre to a whole bit, but I do understand why he wants to be champion. Because when he was champion, it was during COVID. There was no crowd. Right. So he had didn't get that feel of what it was to be a champion per se he did lose to bobby lashley right yeah but he got the bill back but it was during the time of covid right he had nothing going on and so that's still lingering in him so to his defense in a in a small way i could see why he wants to be champion right now but there's too many heavy hitters lingering around for drew mcintyre to go through before he becomes world champion i think drew mcintyre is taking that role of Baron Corbin. Mm. And the reason why is because like Baron Corbin, he was too over his head, right? And then things started going downhill. He lost the crown. He lost money. He is broke. He fell in the gutter and couldn't climb himself out until he gambled a small change and made millions. And now he went back to his feet. And now he is redeeming himself Re rebuilding himself in NXT for Drew McIntyre. I got a feeling that next week we may see Sami Zayn take a win over Drew McIntyre. Drew is is putting himself in a situation where he's hitting rock bottom. He yeah. cannot seem to get out of his own way, and that's his own fault. And it's and frustrating. It's it frustrating. And what happens when you're frustrated? What happens when you're upset? What happens when all things are just going south, right? You're not you focused. Yeah, no focus. And when you accept failure, what do, what, what do people do when they fail? It's like they always put their heads down. You know, they always look down, you know, and when you look down, you don't see what's ahead of you. Okay? And, and, and that's what Drew McIntyre, and then I'm assuming that's the direction Drew McIntyre is in right now. Right. I agree. And he's going to have to hit that rock bottom to figure out that this was not the proper approach to becoming a world champion in the future. He should have just taken his licks. And yeah, I get it. He was right Mm -hmm. in one aspect. He beat Jey Uso. But Mm -hmm. it's not his call. It's the champ's call. Is Is it the champ's call? I mean, we could also look at the other side. Guter is the intercontinental champion, and he said it on the media, and he goes, I'm not here to chase people. People people are going to have to chase him now, right? He's the champion. You want to be the champion? Go after the champion, right? You got to qualify, earn yourself a right to be the number one contender for that that championship belt. I think they should do the same thing. Now, on that other note, and I'm going to ask you this. I know we haven't talked about this. Back in WrestleMania 4, the heavyweight championship belt was defended because it was, no, I take it back. It was vacant. The winner of the Royal Rumble or the tournament, the tournament excuse me, yeah. WrestleMania, the tournament, won that title. 
We also witness um, Triple H winning the title at the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble. And I believe Roman Reigns was the champion, right? Yeah, he, when had he to got eliminated. It. Then that title was up for grabs, right? Right. Why not? And do you agree? Should the Royal Rumble be that the champion defends his championship belt? Mm. And, no. I, and the reason why I ask is because we've been going through a lot of Royal Rumbles, like the winner chooses the champion he wants to go to, right? To main event WrestleMania. Right? Right. After a while, we have to change it up. We can't. I feel like sometimes that's a stagnant, right? Let's put the WWE Heavyweight Championship on the line at the Royal Rumble. You get everybody participating a shot for that title, okay? That way they say, I never had an opportunity. Well, yes, you did. You just didn't win the Royal Rumble. You wasn't better than the other 29 guys. And then the next premium event, which is the Elimination Chamber, the best top six or five or however many people they want to put in the chamber, right? That the whoever wins becomes the number one contender for that title. But see, I was thinking something along the lines like that. Um, I would say not defend the title at the Royal Rumble, in the Royal mm -hmm. Rumble, but the top six, the last six remaining in the Royal Rumble get to be put in that elimination chamber and go at it to become the number one contender as a but tournament. They're already, but there are already six people in there. Why but would the you want to repeat it again? But the last six, because maybe they feel like, you know, if you use one of the last six in the Royal Rumble and you got cheated, well, now you got redemption. Five other guys got a redemption to go after the Royal Rumble winner to try to strip them of that number one contendership to go after that champion. Okay, I got you. I got you another one then. Why not the top 12, pair them off, let them wrestle, and those six matches, whoever wins, qualify for the elimination chamber? Well, we're doing college football playoffs here all of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that just I just threw that out there. All right. So now, well, you know what? That is a great way uh, to to match that up. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, you know, it could do <laughs> they could do something like that. They got all these yeah. pay-per-views, you know, these premium things before WrestleMania. You could do what you want to do mm -hmm. to get you know, the proper number one contender for this side. But I don't I don't feel like the champion should defend his title at the Royal Rumble every year because we could possibly see a new champion every single year at the Royal Rumble, and that's not fair to that to that champion. Oh, I love if, it. If, if you're gonna do that and you want me to agree, then I have to throw in a stipulation. The champion has to come in last at number 30. No. And not and nowhere else. No. The stipulation is, is that on Monday Night Raw, you're going against the former champion. He's mm -hmm. going to have a rematch on Monday Night Raw. Against the Royal Rumble winner. But if you're the Royal Rumble winner, you are the heavyweight champion. The champion has a right for a rematch because he didn't beat him, right? Have it on Monday Night Raw. Or how about every four years of the Royal Rumble, that title gets defended? 
maybe that way that, that way we always change it up right it's just kind of weird because you know you get people like the alberto albert alberto del rio's winners becoming a champion you know that just doesn't look right god i, I love it to be honest with you you just never so, know you just never know Who's going to be the champ? That's the brilliant of it. Or Hacksaw Jim Duggan becoming a champion because of that, because of winning oh, the no, Royal no, Rumble. No, 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 no. Now we need to. Th- th- there's some rules into this. Oh, old timers are not. Old timers no. are not allowed. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm not saying they're going to be in it, but it's just those. No, kind but of, you know they just, always throw somebody like don't don't the clown or something. <laughs> why you're there? Or or who's the other one with the with the in, the boogeyman? Yeah, the boogeyman. <laughs> Get out of here. Mac Jake the Snake Roberts is gonna show up on the next one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but uh, hey, uh speaking about the Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes uh is the first one to declare that he's going to the Royal Rumble. Um I, was there anybody else? No, he's I the thought only there one. was somebody else. He's the only one that's on record no? right now. Oh, I thought the Miz said he was going to the Royal Rumble. Well, right now, I believe the only run is Cody Rose that's officially in there. Okay. I think well, it's going to be, be interesting. Well, the be- the good one is, is that we're going to have our Royal Rumble, the Fantasy Royal Rumble of 2023, but the only participants that's going to be in it are the final four superstars dating back from 2022 all the way back to 2009. So there's a list that's going to be coming out. And I'm going to introduce that to you next week on our HHW show podcast. And based on those names, right, um, it's going to be pretty interesting uh, because there are some names that we haven't heard of in a while Mm -hmm. that are in it. And, of course, you're going to have the the shield, right, Uh, because they were they were there in the final four. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of the factions, uh, Randy Orton, uh, which we found out that he has the most final four appearances in the Royal Rumble. I was right in second place because it was uh, Roman Reigns. Yes. Right. But what I didn't ask you was who comes in third or is it a laundry list of people? There are tied. There, there is a small laundry list of people tied for third place with five final fours. And oh. I can I can tell you that who you like. I can tell you if you like. Go ahead. Go right ahead. You got Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. You got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. You got Kane. You got Triple H, Batista, John Cena, and Edge. Okay. They all come in at number five final fours. All right. Um, some of the other names that um uh Pretty interesting. Wade Barrett was in the final four. Yes. Ted DiBiase, surprisingly. Uh, who else? Uh, Ryback. I forgot well, about that dude. Yeah, uh, you're right. But let's emphasize when you say Ted DiBiase, let's put the junior oh, Ted behind DiBiase there. Junior. Yeah, because, yeah, junior. Actually, well, you know what? Oh, technically, there was a Royal Rumble, not at the Royal Rumble event, but there was one on Raw where... Ted DiBiase actually came out and paid <laughs> paid the guy to hand him over the victory. So it was brilliant, right? Like, all right, now roll your ass over. <laughs> and ding, 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 I won the goddamn match, goddamn. 
Yeah. Oh, everybody man. has a price. I, everybody has a price. And you're right. This whole show was really about everybody has a price. Mm-hmm. And the price is right for many. Some is wrong. But what you're going to do about it, right? Like how you're going to deal with those with those uh, costly decisions that you got to make in order to continue in life. And that's the bottom line because HHW show told you so. All right. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, hey, man, it's going to be awesome matches. I can't wait for Friday Night Smackdown because it's still the post Survivor Series to see the outcome, what happens there. Will Roman Reigns come back and address everybody, you know, and stuff? Or will CM Punk make an appearance? That's that's going to be pretty interesting there, right? Yeah. Um, but we do know that there's a couple of matches happening on Monday Night Raw next week, and that is the World Heavyweight Championship. And we also mentioned Drew McIntyre and uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, I don't think I missed anything else there. Right. Um, but other than that, it's going to be pretty interesting to see. And I just can't wait to share it next week, along with our fantasy um, Royal Rumble that's going to take place. We'll introduce you all the superstars, and then we'll uh, put it on social media as to what are your votes, who's your top four. So it's going to be fabulous. I can't wait. Uh, But tune in. Please subscribe to our, our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. And definitely check us out on hhwshow.com. Uh, Hector, thank you. Yes. Uh, Frank, if you're hearing us, we love you, man. We miss you. Yes, sir. And uh, take care, everyone. We got to love some wrestling, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah.